Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Entertainment Media. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And uh, joining me today is a uh, all-around great guy. I can't wait to uh, get into this conversation. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got somebody who's an actor, stunt coordinator, stuntman, athlete. Uh, he's a father. He's uh, just an all-around great guy, according to everyone that uh, has got to know him over the years. And luckily, him and I have crossed paths uh, a bunch over the years. Uh, we saw each other a week ago, and I said, hey, let's do a podcast. And he said, sure. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy. Uh, this is Trevor Jones. Thank you so much for uh, your time today. I really appreciate uh, getting this opportunity. Oh, my pleasure, Darren. Likewise, it's awesome to, to reconnect and it's funny how things all work out. Like you said, we haven't seen each other in ages, and all of a sudden we bump into each other a week ago. Yeah. Now, uh, now we're here chit chatting, so it's cool. Yeah, this is very cool. Yeah, I um, I I thought about you over the time uh, since I started this podcast, and thought uh, it'd be great if we could connect. And um, yeah, just it happened. Uh, I guess I must have manifested it, uh, put it out to the universe, and uh, there, there we go. That's it exactly, right? Energy. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Energies and frequencies. Yeah. I can tell you're a guy that um has uh set some lofty goals, had some dreams out there, and uh, you know, has been able to achieve them. You seem to be living the best life. Uh I I, I you know do a little research when I, I'm about to talk to somebody and I just see somebody that uh, seems super happy and and really was able to uh, set some goals and achieve them? Uh, well, you know what? It's in, in many respects that that statement is very true. Uh, I am I living my best life because it's the only life that I have. Yeah. So, you know what? You can, you can, it's a choice. You can choose to be happy or you can choose to be miserable. And uh, whatever situation I'm in, I tried to find the best out of it. Um, but yeah, the goals that I've set in life, you know, I've hit, uh, I've I definitely hit a few. Um, you, you nailed uh, some stuff on the head right there in my personal career, having uh, three kids and uh, now a grandkid and uh, one on the way um, wow. makes me a proud father. Um, you know, all the kids are working working their way to um one is a family one is you know the careers and and figuring out life uh and then myself professionally i've had some uh, awesome experiences uh in my career working to the place that i am now still in film work um but coordinating shows and uh also still performing which is my love and i'm not healthy enough to do it everything works properly after 26 years in the business uh i'm not broken or at least not broken hearted so uh hey let's keep on let's keep on spinning this wheel nice yeah yeah it's uh it's great that you've been able to say healthy uh it can be i'm sure uh a little bit tough uh, you must have some uh, nicks and, and cuts and bruises and stuff over the time uh, uh yeah you've been but you've been mostly healthy have you been yes yes the the fact that you mentioned nicks and cuts and bruises 
uh, as a as a stuntman after 26 years is is I, I've made it through very, very lucky because, uh, you know, fortunately, nothing broke in, um, nothing career ending. Um, the only thing that slowed me down, I guess, is a little bit of age. But uh, if we keep on moving and eating well and and working out and staying active, you know, like prolonging prolonging that uh, that slow down in in the ability to do stuff and perform. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you were, uh, you know, I can tell you were an athlete. Um, you were involved in sports. Uh, the first time that I ever saw you, uh, you had just uh, did an amazing. Uh, dunk in an NBA basketball game. Uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies uh, were here in town for, I, I think, six seasons altogether. And um, they employed you as uh, the the mascot, uh, Super Grizz, when you would uh, take the, the ball during the uh, third and fourth quarter and you would entertain the fans with some uh, amazing dunks and uh i saw you in the concourse uh your head was off uh leaning beside you uh you were huffing and puffing because you had uh just <laughs> performed about uh three dunks and uh it was pretty cool i i said uh how you doing i you said i'm doing good i'm glad i nailed that last one and uh yeah and then from that moment on uh every time i saw your face i, I thought of that moment and uh remembered it well Oh, wow. uh, that must have been a, a thrill and, and such a, a great dream to be part of an NBA franchise uh, here in Canada. And, uh, you know, in your in your town you lived in uh, that that must have been just a fantastic moment in your in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can all look back and 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 appreciate the blessings that we've had in life. But I mean that right there 26 years old first time i've had a job working and uh my job entails entertaining 17 to 18000 people on an nba court um was a, a total dream never had i ever thought that uh something like that could or would happen um i was usually the guy rooting on these teams with my buddies watching some games um so yeah to have ended up uh on an nba floor doing my thing having a blast uh you know dunking balls playing around with stuff that i thought was fun but other people take as entertainment it's like well, uh it, it doesn't get didn't get any better than that that's cool yeah that's amazing uh yeah, I was uh, about the same age as you, and I was living a dream, too. Uh, my dream was to be a reporter, cover the NBA, and I got to be courtside for all those games. And, uh, you fantastic. know, to be able to, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. To be able to see, you know, a lot of the guys that I grew up watching coming in, and then the new new crop of uh, NBA talent every year, uh, you know, just I'll never forget some of the moments of uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls being able to come here and getting to see Shaq and Kobe play and just, you know, all the amazing, amazing uh, moments uh, in that, that time. And, and I, I, I loved it that uh, there was a lot of us that were living a dream. We, you know, we didn't have NBA growing up all the time uh, here mm -hmm. locally. I would go down to Sonics games for sure. And I saw 
games across the U.S. and but uh, suddenly uh, we had a team here and uh, we got to see the you know the action on the court. Uh, I had courtside seats for the entirety of the Grizzlies oh, run man. and uh, it was just an absolute dream. Right, it's it's one of the best shows on the planet. I have to say, so exciting, vibrant. People are just ecstatic. The music going, the lights, the announcers. I mean, you can go on and on. And then, and then watching the actual game and what happens and hearing the players and, and stepping in their shoes a little bit, you being front, front row and court, front row and center. Um, and you got to see the behind the scenes stuff too, which is like, that's the stuff they make documentaries on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, when you're you were a part of it, yeah, right, to be in the media room back then and interviewing the players, and yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, that that last dance documentary that came out um, during, I think it came out during the pandemic, and yes. it was just you know just an absolute incredible documentary, just uh, you know unprecedented inside access to that Bulls team that you know were setting historic marks and winning at you know unprecedented levels uh i i actually made the documentary in a couple of occasions i could see me in the background as uh some of the reporters were talking to the guys and i was like oh man i I just flashed back immediately to some of those memories being there totally totally it was great yeah. Um, I, what was I, one of your favorite memories in that six-year run of the Vancouver Grizzlies being here? Well, I mean, it started off so well with, uh, you know, the victory in Portland and then a victory on the home court first game. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody was just saying, oh, this team is going to be horrible. Uh, they might, you know, they might win 10 games, 15 games if they're lucky. And then to get, come out of the gate with two straight wins and it just – electrified the crowd uh, you know i look around and i i see the entertainment that everybody's getting from an nba game uh you, you just get your so much bang for your buck and you know to actually get to witness uh them them you know pulling off these two really incredible victories right off the gate uh you know that just that just started the ride and uh there were just so many moments from there Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you think probably what, 72 hours difference between those two games, yeah. you probably had whatever 2.5 or 2.2 million Vancouverites, their focus all of a sudden attention uh, centered on one thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that was that was the power of uh, the Grizzlies in town. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, for for me, uh, I was super proud of you to, you know, see your ascent. Uh, you got to go to the All-Star game, and you won the dunk competition, the mascot dunk competition in 97 right. in Cleveland. Uh, that was pretty cool. That must have been a moment to be able to go there for All-Star weekend. That festivities are always amazing there. And, and uh, yeah, you, you won that. Uh, that must have been very cool. Big, big accomplishment. Oh, man. And, uh one thing that was extremely special about that is a buddy of mine that I grew up with from about eight years old, nine years old, Chris Yee. We ended up doing gymnastics together in high school. And then, then I was in a, a, a basketball show called the Converse Slam Jam Air Team. 
that a bunch of us in university put together and we had a promoter and we would go around from uh, event to event, corporate events, birthday parties. Um, and, and we finally went to the World Basketball Championships in Toronto and entertained at halftime shows. Wow. He goes, Amazing. hey, Trev, you ever think of being a mascot? And I was like, you know what? Not really. He goes, well, you do exactly what they do. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then eight months later, I auditioned for the Grizzlies and get the job. And then, uh, so that was the second season um, of 97. So when I went down to Cleveland, I called Chris up because he was in Michigan. And I'm like, dude, you want to come meet me out in, in Cleveland? You can hang out with me for the weekend because I'll need someone to help me out with anyways. Wow. And he's like, you know what? That's a good idea. So he met me up in Cleveland, the same guy who planted that seed cool. and then saw me in the biggest moment of my career as a mascot winning that dunk chunk uh, competition on worldwide TV. So I was like, man, it's amazing how things circle back and yeah well you were able to pay it forward to him and uh yeah invite him to and, and be able to witness uh you know yeah your highlight uh of that mascot career that's incredible right so yeah that just that whole weekend you know you walk around you've got your little nba uh lanyard on so it's like a access to anywhere you want to go um the events um that they put on too is super cool like yeah what a what a memorable weekend that was yeah no kidding yeah good for you i'm glad uh i'm glad he planted that seed and you went for it uh you know a lot of people would be like yeah that's a good idea and then never follow through but you did and then you know good for you to think hey i should uh bring him along and uh invite him down uh right. when i get this moment yeah yeah, well, memories, right? That's the only thing we got we can take with it. This is memories. Very true. Yeah. So, at some point uh, in, in in that uh, period of time, you decided uh, you were going to get into the movie business as well. And uh, how did that come about? Well, uh, fortunate enough, I think um, one uh, police academy, the TV series, was filming, and they needed. Uh, performer to double one of the actors on the show and there was a rollerblading component mm. and someone had seen uh, me as the Grizz rollerblading at the, at the games so the art production contacted the Vancouver organization um, which then sent the info to me and I contacted the production office and talked to the coordinator he's like Hey mate, we need a guy to do some uh, some stunts on the show. It's got your make and size. Uh, would you like to come out and audition? Oh. I'm like, yeah, sure. So showed him my stuff, and then all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> working on a TV show, uh, doing stunt work. Never done that before. I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and then the guy I worked with, Mike Mitchell, um, he's a veteran, uh, veteran guy in the biz now was like you know what dude you got a lot of talent here you should really think about doing this as a career nice. um and then about three months later a producer called me up that happened to be a season ticket holder colleen nystead mm. she says hey we're doing this 
kids movie called Big and Harry. The 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 lead actor is a basketball playing Sasquatch, and I'd like to if you could share some information about a costume. You know, I'd like she, I'd like uh, she just wanted some information about that. So yeah, I uh, chatted with her, sat down, and uh, went through some of the nuances, which I thought was important on developing a a costume that's uh, maneuverable, capable of, useful um, to perform in. Okay. And uh, six months later, I called her up and I asked her uh, how that project was going. She goes, you know what? We're 99% green lit, but I don't have a character to play this Sasquatch. She goes, would you like it? I'm like, oh, hey, this is perfect timing because my, my job with the Grizzlies ended. I had no job, um, and a month later, all of a sudden, now I'm the lead in this kids' movie. Incredible, cool, so like wow! One, one door shuts and the other one opens. Incredible timing, yeah, that's nice. Wow, yeah, it, uh, someone smiling down on you, and uh, yeah, it's incredible how, like you say, doors open, uh, one door shuts, another door opens, and and suddenly you're you're on your way for uh, what what did you say 26 year career now uh, yeah 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 that's 26 years i started in 96 and you know it's um, it's been yeah a blessing it's been amazing such an awesome opportunity good people i've traveled around the world on uh, different film sets now yeah uh, so i can say i guess i'm one of those kind of uh veterans or experienced performers that uh have got contacts all around the world and just love doing what i do yeah yeah um yeah you have been around the world uh mention some of the countries that uh this this career has taken you to it's um well even even with the nba they took me to tokyo japan in 96 uh cleveland texas in 90 uh, I've worked in New Zealand uh, with film, China, Budapest, Iceland, wow. um, um, I may have a job coming up in Mallorca. Oh, man. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah. it's And then all across Canada. Yeah. Quite frequently. Um, that's the cool thing. You never know. Uh, you, you never know who you work with. If you make a good positive um, effect on them, you don't know. You never know when they're going to refer you, who they're working with, what they're working on. You could just get a phone call and be like, hey, remember we worked nine years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I just thought about you. I could use up some talent what's your schedule like in the next two months or three months or six months? It's like right. a phone call just changes your life just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few of those phone calls and uh, it's pretty, pretty neat. And yeah, you just, you just never know. You just never know. You can be uh, standing there huffing and puffing after a dunk and, and you know, suddenly <laughs> somebody comes up and talks to you and you never know, you know, how many years later uh, we're, we're chatting. Uh, the great thing about, uh, stunt doubles are that they get an opportunity to work with um, some of the most prominent actors uh, in the business. And um, you're, you know, I can tell you're a movie buff and, a, you know, a guy that really enjoys it. Uh, tell me about 
the you know a lot of the guys that you've been able to stunt double I, i've seen a list of uh wesley snipes and common and ja rule and and just so many uh really really big guys over the years that you've had an opportunity to spend uh those three and four and five and six months with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know they've all been pretty cool i've i've, I've uh you know, down to earth people, I think, obviously, is what we all enjoy hanging out with. But um, you know, common, common is awesome. I doubled him on on um, uh, Hell on Wheels in in Alberta, and man, I guess you can almost tell by the demeanor on of his voice. And when you see him on the camera, that the way he smiles, you can tell he's a genuine person and he's equally, if not more, genuine and sincere in real life. It was awesome working with him. Right. Um, yeah. Seems amazing. Yeah. Super nice. When when we would go on to set, he would say hi to everybody and know everyone's name. Nice. I'm like, wow. Because I'm I'm in and out, in and out. But I'd be that was one thing that impressed me. Uh the most is you know he treated everyone super cool and it was respectful of everyone um wesley snipes was a blast i was just talking about him uh a few hours ago with a friend of mine that's in town and she's like what was wesley snipes like and it's like and he was he was awesome with me we would uh one thing that i like to do is party and he threw these spectacular parties that that uh uh, awesome waterfront house in West Vancouver, and you'd walk in, and he's the guy DJing. <laughs> really, he's like come on in, cool. full spread of food, and everything was taken care of, and we would just dance and have a good time, and um, you know, it was like that was that was like our version of Hollywood North right there, right on. down in Hollywood. They they, they like to have big house parties as opposed to going to nightclubs right makes sense like, hmm, i can i kind of like in this hollywood lifestyle you know <laughs> <laughs> no doubt that's great yeah yeah it's fun um i worked on the, the show altered carbon and uh, anthony oh, mackie yeah. was uh was the uh, lead actor on the one season i was on I, i've worked on both seasons and he was lead actor on the one season and um they had a uh, rap party and um it was just okay it wasn't uh, anything special and uh, he decided i'm gonna throw a rap party and i'm paying for everything and it was 10 times better than the rap party (laughs) that the production put on and uh yeah it was great he just uh really did it up well incredible spread of food uh you know really fun dance party and and uh yeah just one of my favorite uh my favorite uh, celebrations of, of you know finishing off the show. It was really great. Right on. Do you remember where he did that? Because I'm now I'm thinking, how did I miss that party? Yeah, we did it at the uh, Library Square. Uh, Library Square. Okay. Yeah. And, right on. Uh, yeah, he did threw it. a he threw a hell of a party. He knew he knew how to have have how to have a good time, and we um we had fun at the rap party. Uh, we've had, you know, we've had some fun rap parties. I uh, definitely, uh, you know, enjoy when they do that. But uh, when the na- when an actor goes above and beyond, uh, yeah, it just really shows that uh, they are down to earth and and cool and and fun, sure. and they, you know, they really know how to 
say thanks to everyone that was part of it. You know what? That's just it. You you, you always got to remember where you came from. And if, you know, people, yeah. if you appreciate others, they will appreciate you back. Yeah. Uh, was there any jerks? Uh, have you had to double for anybody that you were like, oh, that guy really actually wasn't very cool? <laughs> uh, hmm. I probably, if I have, I probably erase that from my memory. <laughs> um, um, I don't think, uh, no, nothing, no one that I've actually doubled that I've seen been jerks. There definitely have been jerks on set um, that I've seen. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad. Just to, just to protect their personalities, I'm not going to say anything negative on this podcast. <laughs> okay. They know who they are. All right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> good. Um, I'm going to list some of the movies that uh, you've appeared in and some of the TV shows. And then you tell me some of the ones that, uh, you know, when you're sitting down at a dinner party or, you know, talking to people of some of the shows that uh, you, you tell them. Um, I I just can't believe all the incredible uh, movies and stuff that you've been in. Uh, Deadpool. Sure. uh Blade Trinity, uh, Night of the Museum, uh, Butterfly Effect, Chronicles of Riddick, iRobot, um, X-Men Wolverine, uh, Twilight Saga, Planet of the Apes, Final Destination, Spartacus, Resident Evil, Suicide Squad, Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Star Trek, Godzilla, on and on and on. Per Percy Jackson, who I, what I'm on right now, you did the movie, I'm doing the TV show, Watchmen, Scary Movie. Those are the movies. And the TV shows, uh, I've got a list that's just uh, on and on and on. Stargate, uh, A Million Little Things that you're uh, working with right now. Travelers, uh, Supernatural, Legends of Tomorrow, Van Helsing, The Flash, Continuum, Hell on Wheels, uh, Once Upon a Time, Battlestar Galactica, Blade, just, oh man, like, holy cow, like, that is incredible. Uh, when when somebody asks what you do and uh, what you've been on, uh, wh what are the ones that come to mind usually right off the top of your head? Uh, it's funny because every time you mention one of those shows, Darren, a, a memory comes just racing into my head. My and, uh, half of the, you know, I can't even repeat a third of that list that you've, you've listed off because I'm always fumbling around going, what did I work on? But it's it's kind of been a blur. The uh oh man, the movies, I mean, Night of the Museum was spectacular. It was one of the biggest movies I'd worked on at the time. The sets. I think the first one was something about the Smithsonian. Right. And and it was amazing the detail of that set. We couldn't even walk on there and rehearse in the beginning without having something um, like either bare feet or we'd have to have our shoes covered because the floor, I think they used the same marble that was used in the actual Smithsonian. Wow. Like, Incredible. Wow. That's, so cool. that's, crazy. that's attention to detail. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, that would have been one of the first times I've also worked with uh, Robin Williams, nice. which was iconic. Seeing as you know, grew up to grew up watching Mork and Mindy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, for all of those people that just uh, I just uh, gave my age out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that show was amazing. First time I'd worked with Ben Stiller, and he was he was hilarious and funny, and we were doing big gags. Whenever you're doing uh, like slapstick comedy, um, you always have to do the silliest, weirdest things. So, you know, yeah. on that show we played at Tuskegee Airmen. Um, yeah, I have a good friend that uh, was on that night of the museum, and they said Robin Williams was just spectacular. He just would come out, and there there's a little bit of time between takes, and he would just, you know, do his goofy, crazy, you know, just uh, comedy and just keep everybody laughing everybody just having fun and and uh i'll never forget when she, you know she was saying to me like uh man i just couldn't believe how entertaining he was just on a normal regular day oh man it's just a natural yeah right there are people that are just natural and a level above everyone else you know your your jordans your gretzky's your robin williams and when he turned it on it wasn't even like it's not even like a switch because it could it could happen from the introduction from right. him shaking your hand and i'm robin williams and then he goes into something right away and it's like wow <laughs> you're, you're you're laughing and you're enamored um but yeah you know, again, the when uh, when you're when you're making memories of thinking, geez, there's probably 60, 70 people in this room, and I have the opportunity to be in here. Nobody else is doing this in the world. It's just like us. Like holy smokes, it's mind blowing. Yeah, and then it's it's also documented. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Super special. Very, very, very special. Yeah. Incredible. Um, have, yeah, go I, ahead. Keep going. I, yeah. I have to say a definitely a, a favorable moment was uh was working in New Zealand. Nice. Auckland, New Zealand on Spartacus. Spartacus. Um because the first time I was asked if I was available to work on it, I'm like, yeah, sure, what is it? And they're like, Yeah, it's uh um, a star show or an HBO show. I can't remember who, who came out with it. And I had, I, I'd never seen it before. Okay. Uh, so I watched an episode and I saw that there is obviously a lot of uh, graphic content and nudity. And I thought to myself, holy smokes, my kids are, uh, at the time they were six and seven years old. And I'm like, man, I can't show my kids what I'm working on because it's like soft porn here. <laughs> but, uh, once I went down there and uh, the the New Zealanders, the Kiwis, I think are one of the friendliest group of people on the planet. Cool. Very cool. Just so nice. Uh, the, the landscape is beautiful. It's basically like a warmer version of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but yeah the people and again when i say i've fortunately i've had the opportunity to work around the world but just on that specific trip there are easily half a dozen people that uh, uh i call great friends today still you know they'll be friends for life but the amount of the amount of uh close people that i made friends with 
um, you know, awesome. you can call them family, came out of that opportunity of work. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah, that must have been such a bonding experience being so far from home and, uh, you know, just being in, in such a different place. But, um, yeah, that's uh, I, I've I've known a lot of guys that have been able to go on to productions around the world. And they said, you know, it's just a memory, you know, memories that they'll have with those people till the day they die. And if they, you know, keep in touch with them, uh, which a lot of them do, they said uh, it's something that we mentioned quite often. Right. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had an opportunity to work on a few productions that you've been on. Um, uh, a series of unfortunate events, One We Rise, yeah. Supergirl, uh, Skyscraper, and Midnight Mass. I've been on, uh, you know, all those shows while you were there. I never wanted to bug you because uh, you're in the middle of, of doing things, but it was always great to watch uh, the stunts. And I, I, I love it when um, we're dressing a set and you guys are rehearsing near and getting ready for, you know, the scenes that you're going to be part of. Uh, it's always my favorite uh, part of the production, getting an opportunity to see you guys at work. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah those were all fun shows, too. And uh, I think the prep, the prep is, you know, equally as enjoyable as performing on the day because you got to work things out. You got to make things work and you got to adjust and 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 you know get things camera ready yeah i mean i think even on midnight mass the director i can't remember who the director is i'm really bad with names but uh you know for the specific nuances that he that he wanted um and that was the scene i think we were blowing up a church right right yeah right? there was that and then uh deep language we were we were zombified people running across a field and 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 around a corner and uh yeah it was very specific things that was a fun night very cool yeah really neat yeah it's uh when we started talking i had to uh all of a sudden um pinch myself for a second and realize that uh, one of my best friends, I do a podcast with every Monday now. We do a, a weekend wrap-up of sports. And I originally met him. He was a mascot. And he was the Sea Fox mascot. And uh, he would go around to events. And I was, uh, I was always a reporter. I would be at games. I would be at music shows. And Sea Fox was always there promoting the radio station. So... Him and I started crossing paths almost, you know, three, four times a week, it seemed like. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, years later, I'm in the movie industry and I'm a lead on one of the productions. And I thought I need a couple extra guys. And uh, I thought, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to call him up and see if he would be interested. And I call him up and he's like, set deck. Uh, yeah, I think I heard of that. I don't really know what it is, but uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And he's still doing it to this day. And uh, him and I have remained friends. And oh, uh, awesome. there's another mascot that I, uh, you know, met originally. That's what he was doing. He was probably about the same age as you were when you uh, became the the Grizz. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And his name's Jason Cameron. Great guy. 
uh yeah I'll, i'd love uh you to get a chance to meet him one day and him and i do a a podcast every monday he's an expert in mixed martial arts the nfl and and the nba and so him and i do uh, a great podcast that uh, wraps up the weekend in sports and uh it's pretty neat that i mean i've i've had two mascots now uh on my podcast and uh who would have thought who would have thought <laughs> yeah uh, Jason Cameron, that, that name now uh, it, uh, rings a bell. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have worked on met him at some point. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have worked on other productions today and you probably met at some point. Um, the last time I remember seeing you in the Grizz uniform was when they had the four college uh, games. Uh, maybe about uh, three years ago, four years ago, they... They yes. had the uh, NCAA tournament, a uh, little mini tournament up here. And uh, I guess you got an opportunity to do what you do. And uh, they they asked you to, you know, uh, re reinvigorate that role. Uh, that must have been pretty great. Huh? That was fun. Howard Story uh, and his crew um, put together this whole NCAA tournament for men's and women up here. And he had contacted me and asked me if I, I want to be at the Grizz again. Because he he remembered being uh, at the games and seeing the the impact that uh, the Grizz had made at on um, at games and the entertainment value that it brought, um, and you know it was again. So we're looking at that was about three years ago. So 21, 22 years after the Grizzlies have left, and we we recreate this recreate this character and. Uh, I used the jersey, the jersey and shorts that I got from the the Tokyo Games, which would have been the first ever regular season game NBA game played outside of North America. Wow! Wow! That's in, in '96 uh, in Tokyo. It was the New York Nets and the Orlando Magic. Very cool. Wow. So uh, Very I had, I think it was in early early September that I got word that. Uh, the NBA had uh, chosen Grizz to be the NBA mascot, and I was going down to Calgary. Well, so, so they asked for my measurements. They made this one-off jersey for Grizz and for Super Grizz. Really cool! Um, wow. And uh, so I wore that jersey at this NCAA tournament. Um, over my my makeshift Grizz costume, and man, we were at the the convention center, and the people, the amount of people that came was was awesome. They put stands up, and um, and it was over a course of three or four different nights, but the stories that people would whisper in my ear. Um, over and over about how good it was to see me, how good it was to see Grizz and, you know, to see um, like the fathers would be with their sons or their daughters, which were now 25, 26. And they're like, I took a picture with you and my son when he was five years old. Wow. So cool. Man, he, he never forgot it. So then he would ask for another picture and like all the memories that came uh that surfaced. Man. Yeah, I had 
I had the same kind of experience. I'm sure not to the degree you had, but I started seeing basketball people that I hadn't seen in years. Right. I was like, oh my God, where have you been? You know, it just seemed like uh, when, when the Grizzlies left, uh, you know, just a lot of those people faded off into different uh, worlds. And, you know, I wasn't part of that anymore. And uh, it was so nice to have that. I took Jason. Yeah, Jason Cameron came with me and because uh, he's such a big basketball guy. And I just, I would be walking along and I would bump into people, just, you know, so many different people that I hadn't seen in a long time. I, I, I developed a huge love of basketball, uh, spending uh, a lot of my youth in Victoria and the uh, UVic Vikes were a huge, huge basketball team. They won, uh, I think six were, uh, six national championships in a row, uh, when I was there and Ken Shields and his wife were the uh, coaches of the teams. And, uh, I went to all those games when I was a kid and I just, uh, loved the, loved the sport. Uh, obviously, you know, love the NBA, but it was nice to be able to go to live games and and see a team have so much success. And right. and uh, and then, you know, when the Grizzlies came, I just had to be part of it. I I was able to you know get a media pass and, and cover the team. And as soon as the Grizzlies left, I decided I was going to leave as well. And I moved down to Seattle and I covered the Sonics. And uh, okay. that was great. Um, unfortunately, obviously. They left as well and uh, broke everybody's heart again right. in the Pacific oh, Northwest man. here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still hoping for uh, teams to come back here. Well, hoping is is an understatement. Yeah. My goodness. Um, did you have a chance to see the grisly truth in Finding Big Country? Oh, of course. Yeah. And one of the one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It was just absolutely phenomenal i was glad you were part of that and mm -hmm. and uh yeah uh, she did an amazing job with with that and actually going and, and finding bryant and you know talking to everybody involved in the, the team back then it was incredible right. right again that's you know one person cat cat was so diligent in her storytelling and, you know, again, 20, 25 years later, I'm learning stuff about the Grizzlies that I had no idea about that went on. And I was in behind the scenes. Right, right. Right. But the culture, what a culture that uh, the NBA has created here. Yeah. And uh, to see these people resurface 20 years later, 25 years later, yeah. it is, uh, you know, it's a it's a testament to how, what what an impact that was made, you know, and there's a lot of love for the NBA in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. uh, I keep yeah. my fingers crossed that there's some possible way that uh, they can rekindle a franchise here. Me too. Yeah. Probably we're probably in line after Seattle, but hey, it happened once. Maybe lightning can strike twice. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean the the appetite would be massive here for it, and you know I think it would be super successful. And you know the 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 NBA hamstrung the Grizzlies with uh, not allowing them to draft really high uh, because of the expansion troubles that they had a few years before the teams, uh, you know, got too good too quick and sort of uh, upset a lot of the uh, uh, established franchises. Uh, so they, you know, made it really tough for both the Raptors and the Grizzlies in the early stages to get those top, top guys that would have really just put them over the top and, and given that opportunity, 
Um, sure. I think I, I think the Grizzlies would have won an NBA championship probably before the Raptors did. I think uh, you know there was a you know a really good base here, an amazing fan base, and and if they would have just um, yeah just had the right ownership uh, that didn't uh, you know want to take them south, uh, you know uh, we would we'd still have a team here and we would have been celebrating a title for sure. Uh, totally, totally. Well, we had uh, we definitely had some of the best entertainment in the NBA, right? So who is to say that the team wouldn't follow suit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, how satisfying was it in 2019 when the Raptors won? Uh, you must have been, uh, you know, f- waving that We the North flag and, and uh, you know, w- watching all the games with all your friends. Uh, tell me about that run and how fun it was. Oh, my goodness. As a uh, Toronto native, um, I, had, I didn't have a choice but to cheer for the Raptors. But then being Canada's team, I mean, Wow, it was a testament when you when you saw the the theaters showing the Raptors playing basketball playoff games like yeah. that was like the draw and uh, you know well as as a Raptor fan I guess we'll remember two shots the most in history one Vince Carter missing that three yeah and two Kawhi Leonard hitting that three. <laughs> right. right obviously not to take anything away from vince because he's one of the best dynamic players to uh in the, in the history of the game plus one of the top dunkers like oh my goodness yeah about talent yeah but, uh and and he did what he did for the franchise but man 2017 Raptors winning, sorry, 2019 winning the NBA championship. Who would have actually thought? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was incredible uh, what a run they had. Um, it was just so nice to get Kawhi Leonard, and he came in and was, um, you know, very instrumental, obviously, in, in the, them going so far. But, um, you know, Masai Ujiri and uh, that. A management team just uh, made the right moves at the right time, getting some really key pieces, and and they went on an incredible run. And it was amazing for me, being a huge basketball fan, seeing that it was the sport was pop, more popular than hockey in Canada, you know. And I never imagined that uh, basketball could, uh, you know, surpass the popularity in the playoff time. Uh, there was no Canadian teams left. At some point in the NHL playoffs, and uh, all of a sudden everybody jumped on with the Raptors and and saw them all the way to that title. And you know, I'd go into uh, bars before that happened, and I would say, "Hey, I want to watch a basketball game." And there was, you know, a hundred TVs on hockey, and they would stick me in a corner, and I'd be able to listen to the sound and be watching a basketball game in the corner. But uh, that year, uh, you know, it was hockey was shoved to the side and, and basketball was in the forefront. Right. It's just so, so amazing. Yeah. And, and now, you know, because of that, we have, someone just told me our Canadian national team will probably have to say no to other Canadian national players that are in the NBA. Yeah. So we're getting to a point where we have what a 15, 20, 25, 30 Canadians in the NBA. 
Yeah. You know, so watch out because our national team is going to be pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have the second most uh, people per country in, in the NBA. And um, yeah, it's, it's starting to be elite talent and uh, you know, look on the, on the world scale in the next, uh, you know, coming years, uh, we're going to win a lot of, of championships and be right up there um, competing with the Americans and, you know, all the uh, basketball elite. Um, speaking of Canada and the national team, uh, you and I saw each other uh, watching Canada play in the World Cup. First time in uh, 36 years we made the World Cup. Uh, an absolutely fantastic, fun team. And that CONCACAF qualifying, suddenly Canada started getting behind these guys and started supporting it. Uh, Alfonso Davies, a local kid here playing for the Whitecaps and uh, going to school here for many years, uh, was the driving force. And uh, all of a sudden, this team started becoming a powerhouse and it was able to qualify. Uh, that day was really fun. Uh, we should have beat Belgium that day. Totally. Uh, we outplayed them and had... So many opportunities, uh, but lost it. But uh, fun to see Canada really get on the, the bandwagon of this national team and support it very well. And uh, I, I sure had a blast watching the World Cup with Canada involved. No, totally. You're a, you're a true athlete and you understand and recognize talent. And the talent that we saw during that Belgian game um, was was world-class right world-class so uh i think by default in 2026 we get to um well i guess we'll make the the world cup again since yeah. we're going to be part of the co-hosts yeah we've qualified already so we're we're right. in uh, so uh nice. hey we 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 can only do better than how we did uh this world cup yeah. at this point and i mean these guys can hold their heads high because if the refereeing worked in our our favor and they actually made a couple of calls there would have been two more penalty shots for for canada yeah right yeah. we would have won that game yeah exactly yeah yeah they're they're not uh they're not recognized as a as a power yet and i think we've seen that refereeing uh is a little slighted towards the team they you know they know they recognize as the you know team that's supposed to win and yeah. um but uh yeah i think canada will get the benefit of the doubt a lot more uh tournaments going forward and uh we should have won that game uh the the incredible goosebump moment i felt when alfonso davies did score against croatia uh one minute and seven eight seconds into that game on sunday uh that was one of uh, my favorite moments of my life incredible to finally see Canada score and uh so early on and being Alfonso Davies uh this local guy that we got to know around here uh that was a moment too so so fitting right you couldn't have you couldn't have wrote it better other than a, a win from the game yeah but uh yeah best the best player in the country um starting off that game which there was so much um anxiety and and excitement built around you know their second game you know that's probably that's probably i'd say there's um no 
bigger moment in Canadian sports history other than, uh, you know, when Canada won at the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver yeah. and Crosby and Adilna scored that goal. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we were, all of Canada was jumping around then. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of Canada was jumping around when then Alfonso Davies scored that goal. Exactly. Yeah. Two, two amazing moments, uh, two incredible goals and yeah, things that I'll never forget. I'm glad you mentioned the Olympics um, that month was one of the best months of my life, uh, having it here locally, uh, having an opportunity to go to so many events and and for Canada to do so well. Uh, I never saw Canadians be so patriotic. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was really great. I, I actually wish that it could be like that all the time. I don't know why it can't be, but uh, mm -hmm. it was uh, so incredible. Tell me about your Olympic experience. Uh, the month that uh, they were here well i was uh i was working in toronto when the olympics started here and i was itching to get back because i knew you know what this was a lifetime opportunity to be in a in a city that's hosting the olympics and fortunately within 24 hours i got a call to uh for a job so I'm like, cool, I'm on a plane right away. I'll even come early. And uh, what I flew in at about 11 or 12 at night and a friend picked me up and we went down um, instead of coming home, we went to uh, just walk downtown and I could not believe my eyes. Uh, the sea of red, the different nationalities here, the big tents, everybody high-fiving each other. Um, everyone had a smile in their place. There was such a synergy amongst people yeah. that never experienced before in Canada. No. Right? We're all high-fiving each other. Everyone wanted to talk to each other. Um, even, even having, you know, you couldn't walk a block without seeing four cops together. <laughs> But for the first time, everyone was friends with the cops. Yeah. They were high-fiving us. Even, we were high-fiving them. them. Yeah. <laughs> Which was everybody, everybody was the same. Yeah. Right. Which was incredible. Yeah. Um, and everyone was happy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it was it was a hell of a moment and uh so incredible. I didn't get it back there. So, we, I, I, we we gotta get it back somehow. It would be nice. Uh, yeah, like you say, people high fiving. Uh, there was, you know, it just seemed like everybody was friendly with everybody, and just wanted to talk and just wanted to share your joy and the feeling that you had with everybody that you could. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It was a heck of a moment. Um, a few, uh, not too long later, about a little over a year later, the Canucks went on a run, and uh, mm. this city really galvanized the game. And uh, there started being watch parties downtown, uh, big screen set up and huge. Uh, you'd see flags on cars and and everybody became a Canucks fan coming out of the woodwork. Um, what was that experience like for you? You know, it was it was bittersweet because, again, being from Toronto, I'm a diehard Leaf fan. 
but uh, you know, as the collective in Vancouver rallied behind this team, which were great at rallying behind teams, not so great at consistently cheering for teams, but as we rallied, you just felt this momentum and it built and built from game to game and series to series. And we're like, wow, this has actually happened. Okay, you know what? Let me go out and get a Canucks hat or some kind of paraphernalia because uh, it's on. And, you know, Vancouver is fantastic for, for getting behind a team. We just want something to cheer for. Sure. Right? And uh, it was all about the Canucks. And, you know, it's obviously disappointing, disappointing results. But the journey for the getting to the the NHL finals was fantastic. Yeah, it was. The, the bars were full. Like you said, the TV screens, everyone was glued to it. And again, you know, we were all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It was, it was great. It united the city. Uh, sports does that. It unites cities. It unites countries. Unites. Uh, people and um, you know that's one of the reasons why I I just love sports uh, you know it has given me so much joy and passion and love and uh, you know I'm I'm so blessed to have worked in the industry and had an opportunity to you know have 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 uh, favorite teams that have you know had success and being able to go far um, I I really yeah I I just get so much satisfaction out of seeing everybody come together unite and and just everybody's friends everybody puts aside their differences and uh you know it's it's like hey you're a fan of them uh you're a friend of mine now it's, this is great you know and great. that's awesome great. isn't it it's good it's the european mentality yeah yeah you're right yeah um you're you're in the, a a really great position right now your favorite football team is uh, the best dominant, most dominant team in the NFL again this year. Uh, the Eagles are uh, looking like uh, unstoppable force. Uh, they were able to get the Super Bowl title a few years ago. Uh, what was that run to that Super Bowl, and how was that for an Eagles fan? Well, since it hasn't happened in ages, probably in my uh, my short time on this planet, to uh, – to see that draft pick Karsten Wentz take him, uh, turn 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 the team around as a fairly stay at home, sit in the pocket quarterback, which is the exact opposite from what we've been used to, starting with the Randall Cuttingham, oh, yeah, the, Michael the, against the McNabs. Yeah. You know, it was a complete opposite dynamic. But the result was spectacular. It was so promising. And then when he got injured, it was like, no. <laughs> Finally, we have something to cheer for. But, uh, you know, and the team continued to rally under under falls. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is really happening. Again, It's you're sitting on the edge of your seat like you're watching a soap opera. And every i can't remember what their their record was um but i think it might have been 10 and 4 or 11 and 5 to get them into the to the playoffs um they were a wild card pick and then to take it to the super bowl was incredible 
And then, uh, you know, this the stories where his second string quarterback was basically going to retire before that year started. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, yeah, he thought, no, not getting an opportunity. I might as well just uh, head off into the sunset. And, right, yeah, right. and thankfully he didn't because he was he was incredible in that playoff run. Yeah, yeah. Spectacular. So solid. Um, so, you know, it gave me a chance to to brag to all my friends because there's few and far in between Eagles, actual Eagles fans. And at the same time, it brought me together with some other Eagles fans. Nice. Um, so if every, mostly every Sunday, you know, there's a group of Eagles fans that meet at the Regal Beagle on Broadway. Yeah. We, we, we cheer on our Eagles. Yeah. So, you know, that was great then. And now, yeah, the, the, the juggernaut the, um, under under Hurts. I mean, you can't even talk solely about Hurts because the defense is solid. Every position is like, is there's someone competitive in that. There's in that, in that role. There are no holes in their team. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm, this, I'm glad this they is lost the game. This has been an absolute amazing run. I don't think people thought uh, this team would be this good this quick, but uh, Hertz came on, uh, you know, just such an incredible athlete. And, you know, um, he's setting records. Uh, it seems like every week. And, and uh, like you mentioned, Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, uh, you know, guys that were mobile quarterbacks that were running all the time. And, He's beating their records, which is uh, crazy to think of. And, right, right. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, both basically pocket passers. And that took, you know, you guys to a championship. But I think Jalen Hurts and th this team, uh, yeah, I would give them the best shot at, at winning the title this year. Totally, totally. Because Jalen's learned also to sit in the pocket. So now you got a guy that can sit in the pocket and make some passes and then if he has to he relies on his athleticism yeah. which is undoubtedly some of the best athleticism in the league yeah um you know and, and it makes for exciting football yeah no kidding yeah uh so you said you're a diehard Leafs fan uh what will what will it be like if the Leafs ever win a championship in in the next, you know, let's say in the next five years, if they can hoist a cup, uh, what would it mean to you? I would actually fly back to Toronto just to be in that city as it erupted. And I hoped it would be double the size of the eruption it was when the Jays won the World Series back in 91, 92. Yeah. 93, 92, 93. City, yeah, yeah, it just went off and yeah. there are uh i'm i couldn't don't quote me on this but if the waiting list for uh toronto maple leaf tickets are eight to 12 years right yeah it's, uh, there, there's a lot of fans there it hasn't mm -hmm. happened since 67 yeah and uh you know they got the 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 nhl sports hall of fame in toronto yeah. Right, so there's a lot of people that have been waiting for this special moment to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be incredible. Uh, I don't know if it will happen for some reason. They can't get out of that first round uh, <laughs> year after year after year, but uh, they just assemble incredible teams. But uh, they just can't have playoff success for some right, reason. Right, right. Yeah. Well, 
at some point, you know, you have to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good, right? And they've been relatively good for a long time. So at some point, maybe some luck will be on our side as well. Yeah. Uh, when I first asked you if you would uh, be interested in, in doing a podcast with me, you um, you said something. I didn't I didn't write it down word for word. I wish I had, but you said something about um, you'd like to do it to help inspire people, help uh, young people. You uh, you said that um, you know maybe somebody listening, watching, uh, could be inspired by your story. Um, can you right. elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I, we haven't really spoken about my story, but I think in with with any form of success you know there's there's a journey that happens there's uh and everyone can learn from a story if you're open open-minded and uh you know i just think to myself i i've got to where i've got to because my mom and dad instilled some principles of you know working hard being tenacious never quitting learning from every experience um uh and you know with that i put myself out there the the I've, I've always been athletic so the lessons you learn in sports um stay with you for life and there's no other opportunity to learn some of these lessons when you're, you're working with people your teammates relationships overcoming obstacles losing how do you how do you perform and come back after you've lost do you hang your head low do you let it get to you um does it inspire you and so all of these experiences i think have formed a personality in myself that uh it, you know along with reading and 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 being inspired and hanging out with people who have what i want and are knowledgeable and dropping little nuggets of information um, you know, I've been able to navigate through life and, you know, take the roll with the punches because everyone's going to get knocked down. Les Brown said, if you get knocked down, you know, just land on your back because if you look up, you can get up. Um, right. So all these little these little things that I've done and and, you know, all of a sudden I've I've found myself to be where I am, where. One, I'm happy. Two, I've accomplished some goals. I've done some pretty cool things. Um, I've I've uh, navigated through the pitfalls in life. I've made many mistakes. Um, I've either corrected those mistakes or dug myself out of the holes. And you know when people hear some of the experiences that I've had or they, or I can share some of my stories or give someone my opinion and they can use and take that knowledge and implement it into their, their life. And it can help them get through a situation or allow them to accomplish something. I mean, that's, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan and advocate of, uh, you know, helping helping others right mm -hmm. if you talk to not only financially but if you talk to any millionaire they'll tell you that 
they didn't get there by themselves. Sure. Right? There's always someone to help them. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, we all we all have that favorite high school teacher or elementary school teacher because they did a little bit extra probably to care and they cared about you and they said something or they did something that made an impact and you're like you know what that teacher stands out in 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 your in your mind yeah all right so i don't want to have i don't want to be the person necessarily that stands out in people's minds but i definitely would you know would like to be the person that could be a little nugget of inspiration to give someone some belief and some confidence so that they can do what they want to do nice nice i love it yeah very well said um one thing that i've noticed uh, in all the stunt people that i've talked to is that they realize that the more well-rounded they are the more skills they have they have the more opportunities are going to uh open up more doors open so uh i i was uh blown away at the list of things that you can do and uh when a a director or a casting agent uh, comes up and says hey trevor uh we got a horse over here can you ride a horse uh we're gonna do some scuba diving can you do that can you rollerblade can you skate can you snowboard can you do this uh you have a a list that's as high as this building of things that you can do uh that must be one of the coolest things about being a stunt person is that you actually have to sort of drive yourself to be so well-rounded and and learn so many skills that could you know be utilized in your job well that's that's kind of it there and i'm 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 competitive with myself and if I see somebody else doing something that I enjoy I want to be able to do it as well mm-hmm. and uh fortunately I've been blessed with some coordination um so it's a matter of uh there's nothing that I can't do if I if I know that it's been done nice right um but ap- applying it back to to stunts um you know you are are basically your worth is your toolbox and the more tools that you have right the more ability that you have to service the industry right and i was um fortunately on a from an athletic background i've played a lot of different sports so i have a lot of basics in the fundamentals um or i've uh, i've mastered a lot of the basics right. and then uh, i fell in love with gymnastics when i was 13 um because it's something i hadn't done but i wanted to learn how to flip cool. and um that gave me after you know training for eight or nine years and and having body awareness and agility and some flexibility i mean when you gymnastics in my opinion is a foundation of everything nice right it's the foundation of movement you've got power when you combine combine power and flexibility you know there again there's nothing that you can't do 
So I really enjoy doing stuff. And if I could do stuff well and get by, you know, that increases your fun. Um, there was a, there's a lot of skills that, you know, I never thought that I would be proficient at, um, but getting into stunts and learning to drive and firework and dirt bikes and high falls, um, uh, the list goes on, but it also means that I get to, uh, I get to my rec, my, my work time is actually my recreation time. Oh, fun. Very cool. I, and if I can, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm, I, I, I love to go to Croatia. I go every year sailing with my friends and, uh, you know, we'll go cliff jumping. Nice. Right. So I, I enjoy it because I'm good in the air and I also enjoy it because it's a challenge for me because I don't really like heights that much, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but I, I know that I have the ability to maneuver myself in the air. And if I do something cool, well, then, you know what, when it's documented, we're going to have it on video or camera. So I'll be the hero. Nice. If I screw up, then you know what, then I'm the, the object of some good laughter. <laughs> like we're at the club nice. the other night and I decided to do the backflip and I think I landed on my on the side of my face off. Um, <laughs> so hey, it happens. Yeah, uh, win win uh, situation. What's that? It's a win win situation no matter <laughs> yeah, what. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah, great. totally. So you know, so fortunately, yeah, I've been blessed with the ability to have a lot of different skills and and the and and to be able to do a lot of different things. Um, which again makes me desirable in my profession. Um, yeah, so good. Um, I want to play a little bit of your demo reel uh, just to show people you in action. It's Sue. Uh, it's got great music. It's got a lot of action and a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's take a look at Trevor in some of his roles that he's played. Got it. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. It's super fun to watch, and uh, it's going to be uh, fun to check out for viewers and listeners. Uh, dead rising. That's uh, Act the Tiger with Salman Khan.
Five second burn. Twenty five seconds, really? Yeah. Wow. What does that feel like? What does that feel like when you're on fire like that? Well, when it's done uh, done properly, it doesn't feel too much like anything. Everything gets a little bit warmer around you, um, but because we have the proper gear, techniques, gels. Um, uh, material on our clothing were protected. I'm also wearing a, a race a race car driving fire suit underneath. Um, and we start off in, in ice cold gel and everything. We are we're very protected. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there have been some accidents. Uh, this is a dangerous job. Uh, there uh, you were on Deadpool and there was a fatality. Um, do you were you there that day? Were you uh, were, uh were you around? I wasn't there. I was out of the country. Okay. Um, but as it happened, my phone started ringing immediately, and wow. I didn't know what had happened exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally unfortunate, uh, unfortunate, and super sad that uh, you know it's. It's not a part of the game that we like to think about or we like to entertain, but there is always, there's an element of risk in everything that we do. Right. You know, you, you can walk outside your door and step off a curb and get hit by a car. There's always an element of risk. We, we push the bar in the film industry, but we also do things with the appropriate protocols to minimize risk. Um, and you know, you just have to hope that uh, today isn't necessarily a day that your maker's going to call for you. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Right, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, um, yeah, That that's it's dangerous, but, uh, you know, from everything that I've ever witnessed on sets, um, you guys do, you know, incredible job uh, putting in all the safety protocols. Uh, you're, you're currently uh, a uh, stunt coordinator on a show called A Million Little Things. Yes. And uh, I understand that um, you are going to be working on the, the show Kung Fu as well. Is that that's uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, tell yeah. me, tell me about your uh, your gigs right now that you're that you're currently in. Sure, sure. Coordinating a million little things has been amazing. It's been uh, this is our fifth season, and uh, um, we're gonna. And at the end of this, at the end of the five, which has been a great ride because I've had a, a awesome opportunity to to be on a show for the full run, cool. to to know the show writers, the writers, the producers, 
create relationships with the cast and and be a part of something right because you know we've we've formed a family this is a little film family it's people you go to battle with and war with you're working 15 16 17 hours a day uh, from time to time and you see them more than you see your family so nice. so it's 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 always awesome and 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 right from the beginning what dj nash had set up our our, our showrunner and creator um um he basically addressed or is and is addressing all the big issues in life that you know sometimes we don't want to talk about whether it be suicide, drug abuse, infidelity, disease, health and sickness, um, you know, the, the touchy subjects. Sure. And um, when I say he created a family, you know, he, to he totally has. I've never been on a show where, you know, right at the beginning, you know, they sit down with us all and they're like, hey, you know what? You know, we understand that, you know, life is life and stuff hairy stuff happens if you ever need someone to talk to we have a resource of 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 psychologists of uh, anyone if you have any problems there's right. someone they they gave us access for to get help you know which is which is important necessary and very considerate yeah that's really nice wow and yeah. so it's you know Thank nice you to be that. a part of something that's meaningful no kidding yeah uh, yeah, I'm uh, doubling. Glad you, glad you have a second family like that. Totally, totally. And then uh, I'm doubling a local actor, Reese Alexander. He's playing a, a, a character on the on Kung Fu. So today I just uh, rehearsed a, a fight scene. Uh, he's playing a gatekeeper, so I rehearsed a scene with a sword, which has been fun. Very cool. Uh, dust off the cobwebs with my sword work and um i got a couple of days coming up on the new uh new show called fire country oh yeah yeah i know the show i have a friend that works on it right now actually okay yeah 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 good oh well so lots of opportunities that can continually come in your way that's that's amazing Yes, yes, our industry is uh it's a little slower than it normally is, but uh that's just peaks and valleys, it's what we do. Um I'm sure next week next year will be back back to business again. Um but yeah, there's the opportunities don't stop, uh, fortunately being a, a veteran performer uh in the industry. Um, you know, my phone uh, consistently rings from so you never have to worry about the the fridge being empty. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Uh, are any of your kids gonna fall in your footsteps? Uh great question. My uh two youngest, Devin and Alora. Alora, at the age of nine, she actually doubled Jaden Smith. Wow, okay. uh, on the Earth the day stood still. Wow. And, uh, that was kind of the the start and end of her her career. Okay. Um, she's pursuing her nursing prerequisites right now. Um, but there have been a couple opportunities for her to uh um double double some other actors, and I think there will be in the future. 
Um, our my son Devin, he's he's a part time stuntman, uh, okay. full time painter, but he is navigating his way into I think being a full time stuntman in the in the foreseeable future. Wow! And he's uh, a he's a big guy. Uh, how did he, where did he get the the height and bulk? Uh, it's a it's a he, he looks so the steroids in the milk, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks he looks huge. Uh, yeah, uh, big big boy that uh, yeah, he yeah. Uh, I'm amazed at how big he became. About 6'1". Uh, I think he's on another kick to put on some more mass. So I think he's about 180, 185. Nice. Uh, Ex-soccer player extraordinaire. And just a talented kid. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember what it, what it used to feel like to be 24 and and uh and like superman iconic wise you know you thought you think you can do anything you can jump high you can run fast yeah uh, yeah, I, but yeah he's a he's a talented kid and i wish the best for him and yeah yeah i'm very glad that uh you got your kids into sports i think um you know it's so so important uh and your daughter was a gymnast uh and 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 your and you yeah. mentioned the youngest was a gymnast and the eldest played um, basketball and amazing was a baller at saint francis xavier so they've all uh Brilliant. funny enough they've some of my favorite sports um each one of them has specialized in in the gymnastic soccer and basketball incredible yeah that's really good yeah. what sports do you currently still play now i am an avid hockey player okay yeah started 12 years ago and now i play probably three to four times a week if i can nice. I, can't, I can't get enough i love the game it's uh, something i'm i'm still trying to get better at and learning it's cool. so technical but so fast and fun yeah um, awesome yeah i love yeah. it good for you that's so great yeah, well, uh, this was uh, this was such a pleasure. I had such a great time with you uh, discussing uh, your your career and uh, getting to know you. Getting uh, having my viewers and listeners uh, get an opportunity to hear from a, a real life stunt guy and uh, re you know getting a a guy that's um you know had a fantastic life. Uh, I, I I see a guy that's living his best life, uh, working really hard. Um, have you? set some more goals that uh you want to reach in in the next uh let's say one five and ten years oh yeah yeah absolutely i think uh one goal one thing i want to do is roll a car on camera i've never done that okay. uh, and walk away from it i add that tidbit okay. but uh yeah i would like to you know goal wise i'm always striving for more um I'd like to, I've got some, hopefully some opportunities to get into producing some movies. Um, so that is one path that I would like to go through. Right. Um, uh, and then I've got some other personal goals, um, working on a couple other ideas and projects that I'd like to get off the ground and uh, working on getting off the ground. Awesome. Um, so, you know, I've got my, I've got a couple of irons and different fires. Good. Um, 
you know, because if I think if we're stopped, if we stop stri striving for stuff, if we don't have something to look forward to and look forward in, in, in general, then uh, we stop growing and we're and life becomes stagnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Time slows down when you do different things. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Is there any actors that uh, you really hope to double? Uh, at some point uh, uh i guess i'd still i'd love to double denzel washington okay um i'm not sure size wise how well we would match up but i think park um who else black panther would have been freaking awesome to double oh man amazing yeah no kidding yeah wow that was a that was a that was a tough loss that was that was a shocker and that was a tough loss but yeah that that uh, movie was so huge and and he became so iconic and yeah that would have been that would have been a dream role of a lifetime right right i think uh that or or the opportunity to play spider-man i think right. that, that that that's uh definitely would be the creme de la creme Okay, cool. Well, I can't wait to, for you to have all those happen and uh, we'll get an opportunity to uh, have a beer and celebrate that. And uh, yeah, maybe another podcast where we can talk about, hey, you reached another dream, another goal. And uh, sure, yeah, you got it. I can't believe 93 minutes has gone by with the blink of a finger. It's so easy to talk to you, Darren. I really had a good time uh, good. catching up with you. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on your your podcast. Thanks so much, uh, yeah, Trevor. Uh, I know your time is valuable, uh, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing Thanks. your your story and everything uh, with with uh, my viewers and listeners and and us here in the studio. This is great. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait to see you again. Uh, let's uh, let's get together and watch some sports uh, as they emerge. And um, yeah, as I said, um, just. So really, so really great to get an opportunity to do this finally. Yeah, you you got it. Well, we got the second round of the uh, World Cup coming up, so yeah, good time to have a few suds over that. That sounds good. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, well, uh, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I'm just going to um, I'm just going to put it on pause, and then I'll give you everybody a little extra once uh, Trevor's gone. Okay, hang on. Okay, well, uh, Trevor is gone, and uh, man, that was uh, one of my favorite hours and a half of my life. Uh, really appreciate him giving uh, us an insight into the stuntman's world and and all the other things that he's done in his life. Like, uh, this is a great guy, and, um, and I'm sure he it came across to all of you that um, yeah, and a, a really amazing individual and. And I hope it is inspiring for any young people or any people um, that are watching or listening to this. Um, you know, you you set some goals, uh, have some dreams and uh, work really hard and uh, you can accomplish uh, a lot and have a fantastic life. Um, Trevor uh, has really um, been a shining example of that. And uh, this was this was fun to be able to share with the world. So. Uh, thanks so much for for tuning in and checking it out. Uh, thanks to all the people behind the scenes, uh, research, uh, the people that put together everything that we do here. Um, there's going to be a lot of podcasts ahead on the Complete Media Network. This is on our Complete Sports Media as well as our Complete Entertainment Media. 
and um, there's there's a lot of genres coming for going forward. Uh, over the holiday break that's coming in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have a ton of podcasts. And then into 2023, uh, the early few months, um, yeah, they're going to come fast and furious. So uh, I'm glad you stuck around and listened and watched. I appreciate it uh, so much. We, we all uh, love your support. And um, thanks again. Uh, take care of yourself. And uh, we will catch you very soon. Love you. Bye for now.